Ramache first invites us to enter into this morning's teaching, thinking that we are studying and practice Dharma with the intention of bringing all sentient beings throughout the infinity of space to the state of utterly pure, most perfect and precious enlightenment. And we carry on with our studies of the text pointing out or pointing to the Dharmakaya. There are many sections in this text and at present we're in the section which deals with deep insight and vipassana. In the sections that we are studying, then these are the ones which prepare the mind for the pointing out to its nature. Or these are the ones which, um, through exercises and through questions, enable the mind to come to know itself. And this happens in five main stages. Until now, we've considered three of these. The first was becoming aware of the mind in stillness, then in movement, and then being aware of the relation between those two, stillness and movement, whether they're two or one, and so on. Ta, san, tajita, nuna, ta, 
Nortu dinana, Narunko. Sam dinanda, Nortu dinanda. Tinona, Nonko, Tamandi Baji, Gioba Marie, Tisanona Katsuma, the Tabarita. As far as the uh, mind itself is concerned, then those three stages cover everything to do with mind. Apart from the mind when it's still or when it's moving or understanding the relationship between those two main aspects of the mind, there isn't anything else. So either the mind is still or the mind is moving, this means it's thinking, it's active, it's busy thinking, and then it has to be the case that either those two things, that either stillness and thinking are two quite different things or that they are the same mind. So uh, the first two of the three cover the possibilities of mind's action and the third shows us how also it has to be the one or the two and there's nothing else. If we can understand the mind through working on those exercises and practices, then we'll understand everything about the mind. Everything. If um, somebody <coughs> were to ask, we're talking about this, um, we're talking about the settled mind, <coughs> excuse me, they're talking about the settled mind then. Um, then the mind, if you, well, if you say when there's peace, when there's shamatha, if somebody says, what is peaceful? Is it the mind? Then nearly everyone would say, yes. If you ask what's peaceful, is it the mind? They'd say, yes. Very few people would say, it's not the mind which is peaceful when there's shamatha. People would say, yes. When we look at the mind that's thinking, that's in movement. And if you say, is this the mind? Is it the mind that's thinking? Then most people would say, yes, it's the mind. It's the mind that's thinking, of course. Wouldn't say no. And then if you asked, well, st- 
stillness and thinking, does that mean there's one mind or two mind? Most people would say, oh, one mind. Who would say that shamatha So, of you, if we ask the question, how many of you would say that shamatha is not the the mind? It's not the mind which is peaceful. How many would say it isn't the mind? Put up your hand, please. If there's anyone who thinks that when we're thinking and the mind is... that when there are thoughts and there is movement, who would say that isn't the mind that's thinking, that isn't the mind that's moving? Put up your hand, please. Who would say that stillness, which we now all agreed, stillness is the mind, all agreed, movement changes the mind. So then, who would think that that means there are two minds? If you think it's just one mind, don't put up your hand. If you think it's two minds, please put up your hand. So we're all agreed, one mind. If you did meditate the other day, these last days, on what is the mind, how is it, where does it come from, how is it, and so on, if you did, don't bother putting up your hand. But if you didn't, please put up your hand. If you haven't done those meditations, yes. If you haven't, yeah. So then, 
apart from the few who haven't done the practice practices, then the rest have been meditating on this. You've been looking at the mind. And then just now, when we took the vote or the, 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 the on-the-spot poll, then we've seen that uh, we're all agreed that peace, peaceful concentration is the mind, that change and thinking and activity is the mind, and that that mind is only one. So now I'd like to ask you a question. Those who've been meditating, is it the case that sometimes the meditation goes well and sometimes it's not well? Is Sometimes is it good, sometimes is it bad? Sometimes is it a bit better, sometimes is it a bit worse? So, seems every most people are agreed sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. So now this gives us something to think about. ตาติโตปะติโยบามะเรกอมยะปุขิเมนะตาโตปะจิโอเรติตากะเรโอเรเลลานะตากะซองอารอซอกอมเจกะเลเรติเซนยุกะเลเรติเอตินิโซซอน
So that means that then, according to these instructions, letting the mind look at itself, see how it is, where it is, where it comes from, where it goes, all these things that we've been doing. And then, on the basis of that, the main, the total majority vote was that there is just one mind. Then the same people who've been meditating and looking at the mind, who say there's one mind, have said that sometimes the mind is good and sometimes the mind is bad, that there are differences. Also, they said that the mind is one. Now, for instance, if we take one person and they say, ah, now I've met myself, that's a crazy person's talk. If two people, if there are two people, and you say, oh yes, I met this person, then that makes a lot of sense that you find or you discover the mind, that you discover another person, you meet another person, that makes a lot of sense. But when you've just got one person saying, I met myself, it's crazy people's talk because you already are yourself. うん。で、あ、せによな、ちぎちぎにちょんで。やぶてな、かこんじり、まちぐまちちゃいな。で、せ、せちょんで。たにせちでめめな。だ、ここにでな。ヨマダをちょるで。ヨマダ、ヨ
is looking for itself. How could that actually happen? Something to think about. ตาตะกิดนรกตาญีปะเซียนเรลาเรญจวะเซียนเรลาเรญจวะเซียนเรลาเรญจวะเซียนกิดิมายอบมาเรลาเรกะทวาเกตะมุงนินมายอซุกะ
Sen ki deme mere. Ki giti dola yapo dipo ni masbare. Gawara. Te tendi yindi telana. Choroto. Ni pata yapo ni jawata yapo mezi jitanda choro. Du. Ni pa sare la hindu, jawa sare la hindu. Sen ki deme mundi la hindu. Ti ta tek karida ukire. Tani ya ta sen ki ina. Sen ronje to kepa chode ukire ngati ina. Sen ko yonte karyo di ina ti yonte to. Sen ki deme medi ni ona to yonte ka chode. Yonte manda ba yore. Tani ni pa sen ari duna koron ni pa ni pa to le sen to le yonte karyo ni pa le ukire. Ta njewa to sen ina. Tani sen to le yonte karyo de njewa to le ukire. Tindula, Tani, Ta, Gon, Dupo, Gon, Yapo, Cadre, Leoti. Gavachi, Cadre, Cote. Where Tarason, no talk to. If we um, understand what uh, Rinpoche is telling us, then it gives us something to think about. Because, um, Good is one thing, bad is another thing. Not only are they different, they're actually opposites of each other. They're very different qualities. It's like fire and water. Fire and water are each other's opposites. They are very, very different in their qualities. If they're different, if the meditation, that is to say, your mind, if the mind is in a good state, good mind, bad mind, then what's all this about one mind? Just one mind. If mind is one, then one means it's one thing with a certain nature, certain qualities. Uh, If it's one thing, it can't be good and bad, they're opposite qualities. It's two different qualities. So then how can we say that it's one? How, and then if we're thinking that mind when it's settled is good, settled, good, one thing, mind busy, bad, another thing, then on what reason, if we've observed that, can we say it's just one thing? It's just one thing, mind. If it were one thing, it would have constant qualities. It would be constantly uh, settled. It would be constantly busy. It would be constantly good. It would be constantly bad if it were one thing. So, what's the reason for saying it's one? If it's one, it has to have one nature. And so, if it's two then can have different qualities, two or three or more, then having different qualities makes sense. There's this type of mind, that type of mind, two minds, three minds, four minds. Something to think about. Uh-huh. Muni pa dendendu chepa dendendu 
When we really do the practice, then we come to know the mind at first hand, and we not only explore this topic, we become very clear about points like this. When the mind is settled, and as we develop this awareness of the settled mind, or let's just say when there is, without using the word mind, because it makes it more complicated, when there is shamatha, then there is an understanding of, yes, shamatha is just like this, this is how it is, and it's known thoroughly. When there are thoughts and movement and change, then that becomes known through a great deal of experience, just how it is. And then, on the basis of that real experience, not one glimpse or one conclusion, but long, definite investigation, then one clearly has experienced the difference between peaceful abiding, movement of thoughts, and then this feeling of this is good meditation, this is, this is how meditation ought to be, this is bad meditation, it's not gone in the right direction and so on. This is very clearly understood from within for what it is. Uh, had we done enough of this meditation, we'd have had the answers to these questions. And if we don't yet have the clear answers to these questions, if we're still wondering and confused by this sort of dialogue we've had, then it shows there's a need for more practice. Mm-hmm. そうだ、ネパンジョは、俺は人間に聞かかかれるぐそのとんじさんしては。俺はたらやぼ、ちそのとんぐとんぼ。俺はうにたしょじちもちょろそごんな。でにひたじょてにそのとんがまり。かひた
has been achieved. ตะยิงะยาปุจิเสียนโลโลโซกองโอ้ยะตะริเชนเนี่ยยาปุโยจิเรเทนซอจิเรมะลาลากะโกเปกองเตะตะริซิโกซุเตะตะละเขียนโจ
And if we take an analogy, it's like food. Uh, we eat food because we need food to stay alive. If we don't eat, we die. The main reason that we are eating every day is because we need that to stay alive. It's the reason we eat. The reason that we practice shamatha and develop shamatha is because we need it in order to then work on that basis to find insight. <laughs> Unity ガンジェパレ so then uh, this way that we've been learning of looking at the mind within first shamatha and then afterwards when we're used to that when it's moving is is very definitely meditation we should be very clear first of all that this is meditation and not only is it meditation it is profound meditation it this is what insight meditation means this questioning uh, which is in one way a subtle form of thinking because even though we're not making big thoughts we're not getting lost in thought we're not being discursive in the thought nevertheless in a very subtle way we are thinking about the mind when it's peaceful we are thinking in a very subtle way or contemplating let's say the mind when it's moving and the difference or the relationship between the two uh, this is the purpose of meditation it's the deep uh, the purpose of the reason that we train in shamatha in the first place it's the whole point of developing shamatha is to have the basis to make that um, to make that possible we should know that asking these sort of questions is a much higher step it's a much deeper step it's not to lose something out of the meditation it's to make that meditation fulfill its true function it's very very profound Mm-hmm. 
Tine koron. Tanye na yon koron. Ndidi ore. Njena koron ndidi ore. Karese na kola chepa mire. Karese na. Ko yapo zon anton zon. Ko yapo zon ngonjo zon. Tine yina. Ko gan pe li rabondi. Ko nye na yon ko ngonjo khako di opare. Onya se anjewa yon na koron khako di opare. Koron ngon. Jawa ngonjo di opare. Naronso Gondi, Becali Cabuore, Caridina, Nipayon Yapohaku of Mare, Jovayon Yapohaku of Mare, Ronsa, Tahinina of Gomucha de Dure, Titina, Becali Cabuion Yobare, Terra, Nomo Palayon, Serapentic of Mare, Najala, Nindu Tadendau, Yedon, Yendu Dabo, Demuion, Yendu Dabo, Demunisena, Sajimogon Yapojuna. ケドチュルチュルチュルナジチュルチュルトムチュルチュルオヤンドショチュルチュルドゥンハトチュルチュルドゥンハトチュルチュルドゥンハトチュルチュルドゥンハトチュルチュルドゥンハトチュルチュル
of our meditation being able to use those things which are normally negative and harmful as a springboard, a starting point for meditation, which makes them of great use. And which, by the very nature of what we're doing, as we take each moment of busy mind or defiled mind as a basis for insight, then by the very nature of that, it actually diminishes the defilements and they get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Ah, uh, very naturally. Very, very naturally. Come on. ジェナラノグダオチンディテラナマロソノトナテツジメンワラテニソノチトナテツリハバナウヨバレヒラバナウタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタタ
in as much as it's how we feel deep inside ourselves when our mind is peaceful, how that peaceful feeling is, how when we're thinking how it is. Rumsey says he's not sure here what the general perception is over here of the body, but uh, generally compared with these inner feelings of peace or the mind busy in thought, then the body seems to be something more external. It's not something deep within. So this is it's external, but it's still quite close. It's not far external, it's close external. And uh, so then we examine that in relation to mind. So then we we just had a vote about whether there's a one mind or many minds, two minds or more. So now we're coming to mind and body. So then we have to think, well, what's the general consensus about the body? Are we going to come to a conclusion there's one body? <laughs> so then, well, what we need to see also, that's the main point of this, is uh, is the body the mind? Is it a mental thing? Uh, are they two different things? If mind and body are not different, if they're the same, then we have to think about the body. It starts off as a tiny, tiny baby child, grows up into maturity, lives and at the end dies. If mind and body are the same, one thing, then does the mind start tiny, tiny, tiny and then grow up and then at the end die? If we had, unfortunately, to go to the hospital and have a limb amputated, would we lose a bit of our mind at the same time? With however much of the body's chopped off, would the mind go as well? <laughs> Doesn't look like you think it would. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're into dialogue yet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ki ina, kaha mare, 
So if they're different, now if they're two things, when you stick a needle, if you, if you stuck a needle into your body, say you stuck a needle into your leg, or the, the leg is part of the body, so if they're two different things, then the needle just stuck in the body, what experience is it? Is it only the body that experiences it and the mind doesn't have any experience? Uh, so, if the mind and the body are two things, and when we, if a needle is stuck in the body, which is not the mind, um, if then the mind does feel that, because if, if a needle is stuck into you, there's pain, isn't there? If a needle is stuck into the leg, the mind experiences it. But doesn't it? Well, if the body was something other than the mind, then, for instance, uh, another object, an external object, um, if that was damaged, if it was burnt, or if it was needle was stuck into something, we'd equally well feel that. Mind and body are different, so if stick a needle into the leg, then of course our mind experiences something. If mind and body are totally different, then there'd be no difference sticking a needle in your leg and you feel something, or sticking a needle in some other object, you'd feel it as well. Difficult, isn't it? When you really start thinking about it, not abstractly, but in this way, if they're the same, then, you know, the questions of if you cut off a limb, is your mind lose that much? And then, if they're different, then how is it that our mind experiences the pains of the body but doesn't experience the pains of other different things like all the objects around us? 
It's difficult, isn't it? Because if we think that mind and body are one, then every time the body is sick, every time there's an illness, it means the, the mind is ill. Every time the body goes to hospital, the mind's gone to hospital. When the body is declining, deteriorating, the mind's declining. When the body dies, the mind dies. When one bit of the body is lost, doesn't work anymore, it's cut off, amputated, then uh, the mind has lost that much. It would have to be like that if body and mind were one thing. If body and mind are different, then because uh, we experience things that happen to our body, obviously the mind feels it when we stick a needle in or something. If they're different, then the logical conclusion of that, the, absolute, the obvious conclusion, if somebody was beating a drum, it would be like beating us. As if beating the drum would be ouch, 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 if the body is different. So that's what it means to be other than mind. It means to be something that's, well, that's not the mind. So then uh, the body would just be exactly the same as anything else that's not the mind. It would be the same as a cup or a table. It would just be another object in the universe. Our mind is one thing and then amongst all the objects there would be a body, which would be something different. That's the conclusion. At this point, it's no point, there's no use resorting to the books for answers. There's no point coming up with some fancy cop-out answer like, ah, but everything's void, or anything like that. Uh, this needs to be actually discovered. だ、だから、その、ひしゃし、てにそのとんぐ、ぐ、ぐ。べなな、たんがろそ、ロポラ、かぐぷな、さんわり。うん。かつわら。た、いな。て、さじでせんれそまれ。うん。せんいな、せん
ตะลาซอนตะซานะซาจิเซนตะกาเรนดาวเลยเปนะนิริเซงอนติเตรานะตันตะเซนซาเรซงลุซาเตนิลุซาเรยินานะนะลานิริเซนาซากอนซาดุ
Now that, in essence, is this fourth stage of the practice. Um, it is this now on the spot investigation of mind, body. Are they separate? Are they the same? Just how how is it? This is what we need to discover, as always, not intellectually, but by direct investigation. And at the end of that, one should come to a recognition or an understanding, a true understanding of body and mind. Da? Moala dare. Da? Moala dare. Now, the next thing we need to look at are appearances, what are called appearances, uh, that is, mm, everything that manifests to the mind. So then uh, we need to, in order to understand this, then first we need to understand or deal with mind as the basis. So then, earlier on, we came to the conclusion that mind is one, as one mind. So then, what we're looking at here with appearances are all of this, all of this that surrounds us, what we experience as the world, the universe, uh, it's what we see, it's not just what we see, it's what we hear, it's everything that is manifest to the mind, it's manifestation, it's what, what appears to the mind. <laughs> In Rinpoche's own appearances, because he's sitting where he is and he's looking towards the partition, then the, that partition is nearly all goldy yellow color, yellow color, let's say. So, uh, assuming that this is the appearance, the manifestation, there's a yellowness out there, then the first question is, does the mind go out to discover the yellowness, or does the yellowness come into the mind? Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
我呀，你摸摸啊，你吹啊，通啊的，你怕通啊的啦啦，怕地瓦的，怕通啊的啦啦，看通啊个，你怕通啊的的咩？看我吹通啊的，垃圾嘛的，嗯哼，嗯，我
Se ha reso mare. Maro sono i tongari. Se buona, se buona, se ha reso mare. So then, if we don't have a mind, then there's no what we call appearance or manifestation. It's almost by its definition, it means what manifests to the mind. It's not the eyes which see, it's the mind which sees and it's the mind which hears and so on. So in this case, if there's an experience of yellowness, if the appearance, the manifestation is a yellowness, then we have to be asking ourselves the question when we look at the yellowness, is, is, it, uh, is that yellow that's seen, is that yellow the mind that's yellow? Or not? Mm-hmm. So then, when, often when people ask, when we say ask people, or people are asked, they'd say, is that yellow that's being experienced? That yellow out there or that yellow that's being experienced. Is that the mind? They'd say, no, that yellow, that yellow itself isn't the mind. So then if that's not the mind, then we need to ask ourselves the question, then what's having this experience? What is it that's knowing that yellow, that's aware of that yellow? This awareness of yellow, more precisely, this awareness of yellow, this yellow experience that that you're having, that you're working with in your practice, if that isn't the mind, then how, how, how can it be experienced? And you say, well, it has to be in the mind, because it's the mind that's knowing that's in that moment, it's having the yellowness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quite Tata. Oh, tata. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
So then in our meditation, picking an experience like this yellow nest that's vividly there because uh, it's what we're looking at, then we have to ask ourselves the question, this question. Is that yellow, yellow is that different from mind? Are there two things? There's yellow and there's mind, they're two things. Uh, or are they one thing where that yellowness is the mind? If that yellow is the mind, then the mind is yellow. <laughs> Has to be, doesn't it? Is, the word is means is. So if the mind, if the yellow is the mind, then the mind is yellow. What is the mind? Yellow, because there's the yellow experience. Or in that case, does it mean that mind and the yellow are not is equal, but they are different, in which case they are two. But then if they are two different things, how is how can the mind have an experience of yellow? Because they're different. That yellowness is not an intellectual question, it's actually to look at. This yellowness that you're experiencing as you're looking, if it's different from the mind, then how is the mind having that experience? If it's something other in your mind. Let's take a rock, for instance. <laughs> when you're aware of a rock, then again, is it two different things or the same thing? So if it's the rock that's the experience, the manifestation of the mind, if the rock is the experience, then is the mind a rock? Is our mind stone? Is mind stone? But then if it's different, if we think, no, no, they're so different, a rock, a border is one thing, mind is so different, then in that moment of having experience of the rock, then how, if they're different, what, what is this experience? If it's not the mind that's having it. ガチで、センドセンラ、ドドドレ、ジャンジレ。だちょろそう。ティスオノトーニャマレ。トンガマニトスオノトーンドタノラガロソコアルチョンディオバレ。トカリレンソソノトーンガバレ。ウニ。で
<coughs> we got to say before uh, first of all Rimache extended the yellow thing to other colours and then at the end of the last bit he said strange isn't it strange isn't it and if somebody is not a meditator they've not actually worked with these direct experiences then they just say oh come on mind's mind a rock's a rock they're different things there's no way you'd call a rock his mind there's no way you'd say mind's a rock mind's mind, rock's a rock this is this, this, that, that but then that's what a regular assumption is but then if one only needs to do a tiny bit of reflection about this to see that that can't be the case because if they were two different entities the mind could never experience the rock if they're different how could rock ever get into mind how could mind ever get into rock they're two different things how would you get a rock into your mind how would you get your mind into a rock if they're two different things the very fact that there's the experience of a rock that we know a rock there's any idea of a rock some experience of a rock is because we have a mind no mind no experience of a rock the rock is a mental experience I mean that's very easy to start to understand but then quite how that works how that works but we can't say well the mind you know the rock is the mind therefore the mind is a rock by nature and so on then this is something we need to investigate and what we mainly need to do is to see if our assumptions that come through our mind's habits through age old habits we assume this we assume that mind's mind rocks rock we need to see are these assumptions true or just how is it really working Now, when we actually do this practice, um, we don't dive into it straight away so that we just um, sit down, take some uh, object that's manifest to our mind, and then start this process of investigation. Is it something separate? Is it his mind and the, the experience, the yellow, the rock, whatever it is, the same? Um, that will be very difficult. We won't be able to do anything except uh, have discursive thought if we do that. So then what we do, we can take any, any manifestation, it doesn't matter. It can be a colour, it can be an object like a rock, it doesn't matter at all, any, any external manifestation. And then first we need to sit with it for a while. 
take it as a, an object of settling the mind. So we just settle the mind on it, be aware of it for a while. And then once we've been with it for a while and the mind's settled with awareness of, of that object, of that manifestation, then within that presence, that calm presence of the object, then we ask these subtle questions of, is there two things? Is it one thing? And so on. Usually we start with a visual object for this, with colour or looking at a rock, whatever it is, and we come to develop on-the-spot understanding of the mind in this circumstance of experiencing manifestation or appearances. Uh, Then we go on to sounds, and to odors and flavors and physical sensations. Uh, but once it's been understood with uh, one thing, actually that we'll find that same ex- experience, that same realization, same understanding, will apply to all of the other things which manifest to the mind through uh, the five senses. Uh, it's like if you've cut one bamboo and you've analyzed it, then you know all bamboos. You don't need to go and cut every every single bamboo in the world to make sure they're the same. Um, so like this, once we've understood the relationship or the nature of mind and its experience through things that are seen or heard or smelled, tasted, then we'll realize as we go through the senses how it's the same for all the things which are seen, heard or experienced. Tetsuko Tinisambatukore 
The two topics that we covered today are so topic four, which is mind and body, and topic five, which is this dealing with appearances, uh, working with appearances. So now we've covered all five, but these two from today are much more subtle topics. They're quite difficult. When we actually come to them, the sort of discoveries or questions that they bring when we're actually doing the practice um, are not so straightforward as the first ones, where we're just having the mind that's settled in shamatha and then coming to know what that settledness of the mind, that peacefulness of the mind is. And then when the mind starts to think, to know what that thinking is, these are fairly straightforward things to do relatively. And then the relation between stillness and movement. Now this body and mind question, and mind and all of its appearances, everything that manifests as the world and its objects, is a much more subtle, difficult point to, to crack, to really come to know. So this is why we do them in order. We start with the first one, we get that done very well, we find the conclusions, and then this leads naturally on to the second one and the third one. In the way this is presented in the text, then there are various points one after another that we could have gone through, but Rimuchi has preferred to give us this instruction from his own knowledge and experience of these five stages of meditation because he feels that that's, uh, it's more direct, it's more person-to-person, there's more benefit than if we simply were all going through the text and following it word for word, idea for idea, we'd lose something. And he hopes that this um, direct talking about these five topics and instructions in a very simple way of doing them, not in all the complexity we find in the text, will really help us to practice. And that uh, based on what we've received, that our Mahamudra practice will really be uh, arduous, uh, not arduous, uh, assiduous and fruitful. <laughs> assiduous and fruitful. ね、<笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑> ジュディアルコカリレジナニパハコディオレジャワハコディオレテタルソノトナコロチュノパチモディオ。ラカリチナカツワチョコハコディオレテテニソノトナヨコラノパヨパマレ。オソノマトナコンヒディオレジョカリ
Karina Gabudi? Magona? And so uh, we need to, no, Ramachay uh, hopes we'll have a successful and a diligent practice, and that uh, when we uh, that when we do the practice, we do them properly um, in the order. And but whatever's the case, I mean, here we've had most of the people who said they have done the practice. Some haven't done the practice yet, but even for those who done the practice um, no, some have done it some haven't done it but for him it's the same he'll be happy in either case if we do the practice we go through all the stages we gain some understanding um, of how the mind is when it's settled how the mind is when it moves the relationship between the two mind and body and so on uh, this will make him happy but anyway he's happy in either case, if uh, even if we don't get the understanding out of the practice, the understanding of Mahamudra, nevertheless, it still means that we are practicing it and working on it. So if we're practicing, whether it's based on Rinpoche's instructions from these course, this course, or we're practicing Mahamudra some other way, one way or another, we'll get there. And when we get there, then, through this direct experience of the mind, then then we'll know what uncontrived state means. And this word, like beyond conceptual fabrication, uncontrived, that we hear so much, we read so much in the text, if we actually do the meditation, then quite what that means will be crystal clear. Lucian <laughs> ตะมาจุปาเสเรงาโรซมาจุปาเอ๋อปาดิจอนิพาเลเปนาโนตุเลกวนตะกอมาเรกอมปะมายปาจิพิปอนตะนี่ตุจิดะกะบาเรตะน
The reason for this is very straightforward and logical. It's because in these five steps, what we've come to do is to actually know, to directly know, beyond any doubt, how the mind is when it's still. We've come to know, beyond any doubt, how the mind is when it's thinking and moving and changing. We've come to know the relationship, the difference and the change between still and moving, all those three inner things. And beyond that, we've come directly to know what is body, what is mind, what is their relationship, how does that work. And we've come to know anything that manifests at all to the mind, anything whatsoever, how that is. Now, there isn't anything else apart from all of that. It's all the inner, it's all of the outer, and by doing the practice, then we know them for exactly as they are. There is no need to think, how are they? There's no need to contrive concepts about, ah, this is like this, this is like that. They are directly known. So there's no contrivance in that way. There's no need for conceptual fabrication. And also, because now we know them, then, for instance, we saw in the poll that we had at the beginning of the uh, lecture that um, you know, there's this general or good meditation, bad meditation thing, and as soon as thoughts start to come up, we say, go away, go away, you're not meditation, and meditation is just being calm. That's, that's contrivance. That's, that's what contrivance means. It means artificial doing artificial thinking. So first of all we're thinking, oh that's bad, we're constructing uh, a value judgment, a thought, an idea about it, and then secondly we're contriving because we're trying to get rid of it and to stop it and to make peacefulness. This is contrivance. So then that's no longer the case. When the mind is moving, when it's busy, if it's neurotic, then we know the mind itself, we know that neurosis for what it is. It's no longer any reason to call it good, bad, there's no reason to chase it away, to enhance it, to do anything with it. There is no longer, because of the vivid and direct understanding, no need for any contrivance. And there we will genuinely be beyond thinking, contriving, doing. So it's non-concept, the state free from complication, free from contrivance. Mm. Lucien, <laughs> These last two points about body and mind and about the appearances of the mind are actually treated quite specifically in the text. There is 
there are there is a detailed explanation of how to meditate on them, and there's a details to explain about them. Uh, and Rinpoche hasn't given these on purpose because they're only really appropriate for those who've gone through the earlier stages and those who've reached conclusions, some awareness or realization of the earlier stages. Without that, then they don't make much sense or they don't have much benefit. So this is why he's not gone through them. As for the first three steps about stillness, movement, and stillness and movement, then he gave us uh, not all of the explanation that was in the text, but the main points of the meditation. And uh, the reason he didn't go through all of those for the first three or barely any of them for the last two is because it's impossible to know uh, what each person's meditation experience and realization um, is. There might be some people who have very mature in meditation with lots of experience, or maybe some people who have barely any. So this is why um, uh, it's not the sort of right time and place yet. Um, but anyway, Rinpoche has given us those uh, instructions and explanations in the hope that we will actually take them and practice them well. So Rinpoche is wishing that in the future we'll be able to meditate in the authentic uncontrived state not the false uncontrived state you know where we just sit and think ah the uncontrived state he hopes we'll be able to really meditate in the true one. So then that brings us to the end of this particular uh, section of the course. Now we've finished our studies of the uh, Mahamudra prayer and then we just looked at the watch that Druva yet uh, so um, I have let me say uh, inviting questions but I have a, a written question uh, if you give me a moment it's a bit long so I need to yeah that might be better it's a, it's a lot to, uh, to translate Really boil it down to the essential question if you can.
I did my best. I mean, it's, it's very hard to translate that sort of experiential language in, given my terrible Tibetan, but I think I think got it across, I hope. But anyway, Rinpoche said uh, the explanation he's given should cover that because you've either got the mind that's totally at peace or the mind that's moving. And uh, it has to be one of those two. And we have to take that experience, that difficulty, that pain, whatever it is, which we normally call the moving mind because there isn't just total peace, then that in itself becomes the focus for this questioning. Not, uh, And he says it has to be well done. We have to meditate well on it, which means we have to give it the time to actually find out how it is, where it is, where it comes from, all those things he explained. Then also the instructions he gave today about body and mind, where again we're not sitting thinking about it, but we're actually sitting, as we've learned to do in the first practices, to sit and discover and ask ourselves these questions about what feels to be a physical experience. What feels to be? Is it in the body? Is it in the mind? Where is it? How is it? No, but that's 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 a that's answer he's saying. What he keeps saying is, you have we have to meditate well until we find the answer.
Catsangi, so, well, awareness is the mind, isn't it? It's a bit different. Uh, mm. The sem sem ge sem second ge nam to. The sem the sem 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 ge nam to the shiparon the penata chicken do. Tajeria, Shipper, 
ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、ま、
It's very simple. If there was no mind, could there be thoughts? Or concepts like mind? Shushendak, they do juna yore, they hakukamendo, yanda yanda, they take it on some carre, shenda yongido, drogendo, Tatombo, Toro, Karehako, good new lady Tirana. His answer is bringing you back to the, these practices. So he said, take the example where you said it's like the, the insert in the double glazing where you know there's there's something in between the what's experienced and the experience that's all the time there. He says, uh, for instance, try to when it's happening, then take it as the object of analysis. Is it inside? Is it outside? And take that as the focus. No, no, no not answer the question. Take it as take take it as the object of the analysis. In the meditation to find the answer. <laughs> so it says, if you do this when you say it, then then go to the meditation about body and mind. Here you've got skin, flesh. No, 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 listen, 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 listen. There's no point asking him a question if you don't listen to the answer. It's to waste his time. He says, here you have skin and flesh and bones and muscle. So is, is, it, is it physical, for instance? This, <laughs> then it's not there. <laughs> there is something physical. What if you see the sky? 
This is going to be endless. I mean, especially with the translation, you've no idea how much is lost in translation. I think his answer, is, and it's going to keep coming back like that, he's going to want you to actually meditate, not to think, to meditate. No, no. And this is what he wants, that's his answer to you. Seems to be each time. <laughs> so until there is this direct understanding of the nature of the mind, this direct introduction, or if we say pointing out, it sounds like somebody else does it, until there is this direct discovery of the nature of mind, maybe there won't be a total answer. So in order to get to that point where you would get the answer to this this old question but this question then we need to go through these progressive steps one by one it's the only way they need to be actually uh, practiced Thank you.